Alright, good morning. I hope the network stays cool until the end. So, it's a beautiful morning to record a podcast over here. I'm at a lottery and the weather is quite cool. It's really cool and my brain is cool also. Okay, so, um... I was asked some questions some times back. I was asked to talk about certain things and I've been pending them. I promise to talk about them. Yeah, I've been trying to fulfill my promises, but I've been really quite busy. And um, I was asked several questions, which some are uh, uh, to talk about purpose discovery. The elders talk about self discovery, and I can't really remember all that. But the particular one I that stuck in my brain ever since is to talk about narcissistic behavior or what is called narcissism okay so um this is a very interesting topic because um this behavior is exhibited by humans and it is very necessary we know what it is about as humans either not to fall into it either not to become one either not to become a a narcissist or not to fall into the trap of one or help one who is the victim of the psychological disorder to cope or come out of that behavior it's really a complicated thing right it's really really complicated really complicated and interestingly just like any other psychological disorder just like we have um, um, just like someone could have um, let's say um, a how do I we have several behavioral disorders okay so narcissistic behavior is one of them is one of them like just like one would possess low self-esteem yeah low self-esteem low self-confidence um fear of meeting people social anxiety that same way one could possess narcissistic traits or behavior okay yeah so um, I, I, I would be speaking much English, too much English, so that you get the concept clearly and easily because it's a very complicated issue and I believe grammar won't solve the problem. You might have read about it, you might have heard about it, you might have listened to the first speakers talk about narcissism. Okay? And uh, most times, we, this, in fact, this, these are things we hear every time, but most times we get confused because of the way it's been said or how it's being presented in fact you might know someone who exhibit this behavior that after listening to this podcast you'll be able to come to a conclusion that oh this is what is strong with this person and this is how i should deal with this person empathetically or i should avoid this person in totality or these are the things i can do to help this person okay but notes um before i go on if i start talking about it um i need to make something clear that as humans we should be empathetic right we should try to understand people, understand everyone, understand different points of view and relate with people based on those points of views. At the same time, we are humans that need to be understood too. Okay? We are humans that need to be understood. So we should try as much as possible that when we are being with anyone, be it in a relationship, and friendship, building a family, you should be with people who understand you it's very important especially in friendship okay it's very very key to your survival you want to be with those who understand you not those who live a self-centered life not those who don't seem to see any other thing aside themselves 
correct. And also, you should know that being empathetic doesn't mean it can help everyone. In fact, professional counselors, professional psychiatrists are wise enough to know the cases they can take on and the cases they cannot take. There are some cases that have gone past repairable situations or certain cases you cannot help at all. You cannot be of help. You are not a professional, so you cannot help. Or even as a professional, you may not be able to help. So if you are trying to play the superhero, you would end up hurting yourself or even get hurt by the person you are trying to help. A simple example is you trying to help someone who exhibits aggressive behavior. Who exhibits aggressive behavior? Any little spark, he or she gets angry, wants to hurt the other person because she's angry, and that's her way of expressing her emotions. Perhaps she resorted into that because of the way she grew up, from the kind of home she grew up into, the parents, how they, they trained her, any little thing she's been eat, or she witnessed her father eating her mother. And you're trying to help such person, be it a male or a female. Okay, so when the person is angry, you are trying to hold the person down to control your anger. You are not a professional. You might get out in the process. Okay. I even closer example is you trying to solve a problem. You're trying to help someone. Okay, but you don't really know the answers to that thing. Don't promise that you can help that person solve it. No. You being empathetic doesn't mean you must have answers to those things. You being empathetic sometimes means no when to say, Oh, I'm sorry, I would have loved to help, but I can't. Okay? But I can help you find help. Alright? So when someone meets you um that he or she has a problem, don't jump to help. Right? Don't be the messiah when you could direct the person to someone who could really help. Or just say I wish I could help, but I'm sorry I can't because you are not a professional in that field. Okay, so let's go to the main thought of the day. Narcissism. What does it mean to be a narcissist? What does narcissism mean? Okay, in simple terms, I would say um, narcissism is um, is the act of living a self-centered life. That's a basic definition. I would give it. I would um, to make it really clear. But it's more concrete than that. It's more complicated than that. So, um, narcissism, if it's to the, be defined in another term, to say excessive love for oneself. Okay, excessive love for oneself. That's another definition you can use. And this excessive love is not just about loving yourself. Fine, we preach self-love, but when you become a narcissist you have excessive love for yourself that you don't see anyone else you do not see anybody else okay it's that complicated but more than that more than that narcissism is it can also be defined as selfishness feeling a sense of entitlement lack of empathy this is very key a sense of entitlement lack of empathy and a need for admiration as characterizing as characterizing a personality type okay or self-centeredness arising from failure to distinguish the self from external objects either in very young babies or as a feature of mental disorder just like i said i said when i started i said narcissism is a psychological disorder and those who are narcissists they need help so they need psychological help they need professionals to help them come out of that situation because it will interest you that you don't just fall into this you don't just become a narcissist one day um it starts somewhere it starts from self-admiration it's fine to admire yourself oh you dress well and you look into the mirror oh inshallah i look beautiful i look at so 
But when it goes like wow, you constantly stare in the mirror, you constantly want to admire yourself, you you even tell your friends like I I know I'm the I'm most handsome among you, I know I'm the most beautiful among you. No one and when you are not complimented by people, you get angry that you are not complimented. That no one is because you want everyone to see you, you want the attention to be on you anywhere you find yourself. That's to define the excessive love for oneself. You exhibit that excessive love as you overly love yourself, you do not see anybody else. Anyone that is in your life, you are that person is in your life so that that person can worship you because you see yourself as a god. Yes, that's how deep, how bad it is. A narcissist sees himself as a demigod, like as someone that needs to be worshipped, as someone that needs to be admired by people that if you don't admire them, you are not a good person to them you are on their blacklist interestingly it might interest you to know that narcissistic people are most times very very intelligent so they have every reason to want be to want to be admired okay so and that's why many times people are not able to diagnose them people are not able to easily say this person is a narcissist because look for every good characteristics you want in a man he has it physique he's handsome he's intelligent he's smart he's brilliant he's kind narcissistic people can be kind <laughs> yeah that's yeah that, that's the complicated part they can be kind like you know they they see themselves as a master and they see themselves being kind to their subject that's how they see people around them see themselves being kind to their subject but when they show you the aggressiveness you excuse them because oh he's kind though he's then kind it's just that he just like he's obsessed with himself that's the only thing about him okay that's the only thing about him but when you are in close relation with the person you are very close with the person perhaps that a person's wife or husband or a very very close friend or family you would see that this person is a damn narcissist and that kindness is just a facet. it's just a way for them to manipulate their victim so i said Narcissism is the art of being self-centered, selfish, lack of empathy. A lot. Now, since I'm not going to be speaking English so that you can relate it to the people you know already in your environment, the people you've met, you've met a lot of narcissists. You've met a lot of them, but you don't know they are narcissists. In fact, you could be a victim to, like, you could be a narcissist or fall into narcissism. And uh, if you discover it early, you find out about your condition early, I believe you can easily come out of it. Because um, one thing I've come to know is before you fall into narcissism completely, you first exhibit perfectionism. You first exhibit perfectionism. That you expecting everything to be perfect. You're expecting people to do things to your taste. If it's not done to your taste, then it's not done at all. It's not appreciated. I personally experienced that. I was a perfectionist because growing up, I faced a lot of um, criticism with my looks my speech the way i talk because i i learned to speak at a later time in my life not that i i, I like i spoke like when i was young but like to speak to communicate with people it was very hard i think it was until i was six five six seven before i could speak even in a classroom before i could talk before i could express myself so it was really hard forming my speeches and the, the only thing i could do to cope then was to memorize i used to memorize a lot i memorized a lot that was how i was trained so i would memorize textbooks i would memorize different books i would read and memorize them so that those words would be stored in my head and whenever i'm writing an exam i'll just pour them out the way it is 
that was my coping mechanism when I was young. So as a teacher of mine, I remember when I was in primary two, that made me do that. The man would make me memorize the textbook so I could read textbooks from my head often. So growing up, it became something I was kind of used to. I would read books very intelligent, very intelligent. But where I was trained, I eventually fell into perfectionism and expected everyone to be like me because I did not want to be criticized. I did not want to repeat it. So in my own situation, I fell into perfectionism because I did not want to exhibit self-pity. I don't want people to see me as a beautiful human. I don't want people to see me as someone who is worthless, as someone who is not smart enough. So instead of showing my weaknesses, I'd rather make people who want to make me look stupid, stupid. I don't know if you got that okay now so i said before you fall into narcissism i believe you exhibit perfectionism okay so going back to narcissism now this is how you know a narcissistic person there are several ways to identify a narcissistic person there are more than 20 characteristics of a narcissistic person and the basic one is overly self-love you are with someone and the person tells you that oh yeah you, you ugly something so yeah i'm just manager i'm just trying to be your friend now it, it might come out in form of a joke don't be surprised and you'll be like oh she's just joking you excuse that the first time and then she does it to you again and then she does it to you again and you see that whenever you are going out when you dress more than she does she would try to tell you to undress to wear another dress that is less beautiful than hers because she wants to take all the glory because a narcissistic person does not want competition rather than being competed with or rather than being competed with a narcissistic person would crush would crush their seemingly competition would crush a person they see as a competition so narcissistic people do not want competition they want themselves to be just the best or you have a friend and it tells you that uh, you that you are not smart anymore. and uh, if not for me you wouldn't have passed the exam but you, have, you stick with him because he's intelligent and of course you're not smart you're not that smart but that's not the reason for him to make you look see yourself as so small as so stupid okay like i said narcissistic people have the tendency of being really really intelligent all right so a narcissistic person overly admire himself overly worship himself another thing is they make their victims suffer like they make people suffer yes they make people suffer and this can be as a result of the kind of parents they grew up with okay um let me quickly talk about this narcissistic behavior doesn't just start it starts from childhood and it might interest you to know that many children from african homes tend to exhibit narcissistic behavior due to the kind of training they've gotten from their parents for example a child who grows up um, in, in, in a house where the parents are only concerned about themselves you know the father and the mother they just go out on parties they ignore the children take care of yourself a five-year-old child is already taking care of a three-year-old sibling okay she has been given a lot of responsibilities to do and every time the mother and the father comes back she has to be the one to sometimes clean after them do things for them and she only sees the mother and the father admiring themselves or being lovey-dovey it's like the kids are not wanted now such child might grow up because of what she or he has seen 
might decide to live that kind of life because it feels like well perhaps I'm, or, uh, he or she might conclude that I'm not going to have children I'm not going to get married I should love myself because my parents love themselves perhaps they don't want me so the child might come to a conclusion that the parents do not want him or her and decide to live such life so while growing up such child would exhibit narcissistic behavior and miss his or her peers too by also pushing people away or by making people suffer making people look so small when she's around people she she tends to glorify herself admire herself dress so well dress beautifully trying to hide the pain so he or she tends to exhibit that behavior another reason is a child that grows up with narcissistic parents parents who are obsessed with themselves and and um they are obsessed with themselves and they tell their children that their children cannot be like they are like a mother telling the child that oh you are so stupid a mother telling a five-year-old child or a six-year-old child that you are so stupid look at your mates they are this they are that look at me when i was your age my mother was proud of me blah 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 blah. you have to do this so or or a father who makes life revolve around himself who makes life revolve around himself is always pressing well and will tell the wife that oh Look at you. I don't even know why I married you. You're just so ugly. I just think I help your life. I just decided to help your life. And children are there and they observe their father. So they think perhaps that's the right way to treat women. And yeah, narcissistic behavior is common. It's more common in men than in women. We have narcissistic women, but it's more common in men. So such children will think, well, maybe that's how they should treat women. They, should, they are special as men, as boys. They are special. So when they go out, they would want to have girlfriends they would want to have relationships with people but they would make those partners suffer yes that is the common trait of narcissistic people not that they wouldn't want to have the relationship because it is um it is they need um someone to oppress okay they need a victim okay they need a victim or victims they need people to show that they are better than so they cannot really live alone they cannot live alone they live with people but they make those people's life a hell they make them useless that's what makes them happy that's what makes a narcissistic person happy someone needs to be there that's why a narcissistic person would decide to marry okay because they love you but some of them don't know how to control this love they don't know how to express this love so they turn love into suffering they turn it into slavery and they see themselves as a god as a master you know just like you worship god and some people will say you worshiping god is you being enslaved but god is not a narcissist god gives us chance to make decisions god gives us chance to love ourselves to dress well to do things to choose the best for us like narcissistic people who want you to be in their life at the same time wants you to suffer so what i was talking about i was talking about how um this narcissistic behavior tends to happen okay so such boys will see their father admiring himself every time and telling their mother how stupid she is and all that and grow up becoming narcissistic also or in my own case where i grew up being criticized someone who grew up in a self-critic home um home where he's being criticized or in a society where he's being criticized tends to become a narcissistic because instead of falling into self-pity all right a narcissistic person someone can become narcissistic because he doesn't want to fall into self-pity he doesn't want to fall into um looking at himself and go like oh my life is easy so instead of um holding on to that mirror of self-pity he holds on to the mirror of well if i cannot uh if people don't see me as special i'm going to make myself special 
and he becomes selfish, sees himself as the only person in the room. Yeah, I, when I was uh, exhibiting perfectionism, I lacked empathy because I did not see anyone else. I don't care about you. Like, and being someone who was put in leadership positions, I would make my support in itself. You have to do it. Yeah. And I came as a career, I can't do this. Oh, no, no, no. You must do it. You must do it. Because if I can do it, then you should be able to do it too. That's the trait of perfectionists. Okay? So, a narcissistic person would make people stupid because instead of being broken, he'd rather break. Instead of being betrayed, he'd rather betray. Instead of being used, he'd rather use. And they don't know the things not to say. Another trait of a narcissistic person is they are insultive, aggressive. Yes, yes. I was almost aggressive. You boil in anger. You. I, I said something that they are kind, right? Yeah, narcissistic people are kind. They are kind just to make you stupid. Just to make you like they are helping you. Just to make you like without them you are useless all right so i have a lot to say and i'm trying to uh not bore you not to make this so long i'll see what i can do so yeah a narcissistic person who becomes in um a, a narcissistic due to the fact that he grew up being criticized can be the worst type of narcissistic person can be the worst kind of narcissism yes someone who grew up holding the mirror of self-critic of self-hate and then grows up and wants to change that about himself and wants to change that about himself would definitely become a bad ass aggressor would aggress people more would insult people more would abuse people more because he wants to break that mirror of self-critics of self-eat and hold onto the mirror of perfectionism self-worship self-admiration lack of empathy self-centeredness and the people around him suffer because every time he looks in the mirror he sees his broken past he sees that painful past he has experienced he sees that broken boy that boy who has made to be seen as useless that boy who has made to be seen as unintelligent he sees it in the mirror and then and then he goes out and he doesn't want to exhibit that anymore then he goes out to pretend to be what is not fine he might be intelligent he um he built himself to be so intelligent he builds himself to be so smart to speak so well that people have no choice but to accept him then when these people accept him he becomes their master he wants to pause them around he wants to make them feel useless because he's trying to take revenge that's what someone who becomes a narcissistic due to the fact that he has expressed self-critics does they can be the worst kind they can be the worst kind all right so there are many reasons there are many reasons why people become narcissistic there are many reasons why people become um why people exhibit this narcissistic behavior now i was talking about how you recognize a narcissistic person i said it will make you feel useless it will be self-centered hype himself so much love himself so much worship himself the other thing is narcissistic people are aggressive they can be really aggressive yes i, I said we have this in women this aggressive behavior kind to show quickly in females because when it shows in a man people go like oh he's just frustrated you know he's a man he's working as in yes narcissistic people can be really hard working they stand out they can be really really hard working they stand out 
like they stand 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 out yes so but it shows more in women because a woman who is aggressive and mr friends people will tell her that you're aggressive so but it's just like females don't really have a, a term for that they don't quickly use that term narcissistic for themselves I'd rather say that oh she's an angry bitch she gets angry easily she's bad but a narcissistic woman will be the kind of woman who wants everything to be around her. The husband dares not talk to another person, or even a friend. You are a friend, you dare not talk to another person. You dare not try to be with another person. You must serve her. She requests silly, silly things from you. It can even be petty things, like, please help me take my clothes. The clothes that is in front of her, she wants you to help her take it. Don't get me wrong now. I'm going to connect that and you get my friends. Yeah, me asking my friends to help me take my clothes is not bad. The clothes that is in front of her, she wants you to help you take it. And when you say no, what is in front of you now, like, oh, I know you hate me, I know you don't like me, and you claim to be my friend, you can't even take my friend, I'm just tired to test you, and you feel the test. What kind of friend are you? Like, can't I just be joking? Like, even if it's just a joke, just play along with it. You know, they want, they want to make you serve them without making it known that they want you to serve them. And if you refuse to serve them, they make you look like the bad person. They know that's another trait. We're talking about narcissistic people shift blame. They are blame shifters, they shift them on you, they never take the fall. Like, that's what I initially said, that instead of a narcissistic person to take the fall, he's going to rather make everyone else fall. Instead of a narcissistic person to take the blame for something, he can decide to make everyone else take the blame. He doesn't care because he lacks empathy. Now, so, back to aggressiveness. So, a narcissistic person would push you to the wall, say words, insult you. A narcissistic person can insult you with anything can insult you with anything, can insult your parents, can send you home, can call you names without feeling an ounce of remorse at that moment. Don't be surprised though, a narcissistic person can come back after all this and try to um, um, come at you sympathetically, try to apologize, oh I'm sorry about the things I say, I never meant, you know I don't mean it. And then he or she is going to do it again and again and again and again and again and again. Continuously, and you might keep excusing the person because oh, she's my friend, he's my friend. But then it will keep on making you feel that it will keep on pouring that aggressiveness at you and showing you shaggy. <laughs> so if you have these and people you know, well, the advice I'd give you is to run from them. Yeah, you cannot solve their problem. Okay, if you are not a professional. So a narcissistic person is aggressive, can insult you, call you any names, and it gets to some point they become abusive. Yes, a narcissistic person. Now, I say this aggressiveness shows more easily in women. But this abusiveness shows more easily in men. Someone doesn't just become a woman beater. An handsome, tall guy doesn't just become a woman beater. He might exhibit the narcissistic... No, not he might. Most times, such people exhibit narcissistic behavior. A man you see that is handsome, is caring. Outside, is caring to the wife, is caring to the wife. Inside, inwardly, if any issue happens, he decides to beat, he decides to slap. And he does that not to just his wife or someone he's in a relationship with, but to his sisters too, or to his friends, even male friends, that he sees that he is bigger than. Now, now this is an interesting thing. Um, narcissistic men tend to oppress those who they, they, they can easily prey on. They tend because people they can easily prey on won't really recognize this behavior in them and won't be able to avoid it. They feel like those people don't have any choice but to live with them. So, an narcissistic person, you might see an narcissistic person, an intelligent guy who has a friend, 
a, a friend who is not so big as him or who is not so smart as him because he can easily order him around just to make himself feel better or marry someone or marry a lady is even is easy to oppress almost any lady okay so marry a lady and beat her because he knows that she is weak she has past she has no she can't easily report she can't easily report him or sometimes it will interest you that a narcissistic person can decide to marry an orphan maybe yes marry an orphan someone he knows that may not have anywhere to run to and he maltreats her beats her torture her whenever he feels the need whenever he's in his aggressive state so a narcissistic person can be really abusive this doesn't just it isn't just about the men or the married men alone it's about every narcissistic person they can be abused or, or of course it has levels that's like the extreme level of being a narcissist can be aggressive so and abusive a narcissistic person would beat and then come at you and apologize and say, tell you oh, you know you are the fault and then still blame it on you will tell you that you know you are the fault you are not a cause i wouldn't have beat you if you have not done this if you have not done blah 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 and all that and then you start you get confused like how how then you start apologizing you might even start apologizing like, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm making you i'm the fault i'm sorry i made you eat me i'm sorry i got on your nerves i'm sorry you know on a normal day a nasty person will tell you you know on a normal day i wouldn't do that you know blah 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 you know this about me you know this about it and they make you take the fault that's why i say that one of their traits is to shift blame and make you like the victim they make you like the victim so bad that you may end up hating yourself because every time before people tell you that Someone might tell you you should leave. You'd be like, no, no, I'm not leaving. It's not the fault. I'm the fault. I'm the one getting on his nerves. I'm the one getting him angry. I'm the one because you give him thousand excuses because he can be caring. Yes, and you say giving him excuses that it's going to change. I'm the one. I just have to stop offending him. And you are ready to do anything they want. That's how manipulative they can be. That's another trait. Narcissistic people are manipulative. You can give your life, your high balls, because you want to satisfy a narcissistic person. That's because I like they are intelligent. <laughs> they're intelligent, and due to the fact that they are manipulative, they can easily control your life, make you feel like if you don't do that thing, you are a bad person. Yes, that's the person. If you don't do it, if you don't sacrifice it. That means you don't love me. That means you are not kind. That means um, you are not sympathetic enough. You are not uh, like blah blah blah. You want me to leave you? You know you are the only one I have. They come at you with self pity to make you feel bad about yourself. That's just so bad. Well, um, I said a lot, and now let's um, just look into how you can help a narcissistic person. One, run. Yes, run. If you need an assistant person, the best thing you can do for yourself is to run. Save yourself first. Save yourself before you decide to save someone. Because if you say you can help, you want to help an assistant person, you might end up hurting yourself and your generation. You hurt yourself and yeah, it will interest you that you might even end up becoming a narcissist. Yes. By living with someone who has a bit narcissistic behavior and you try to help the person, even if you are the victim, just like a child who becomes a narcissistic, a narcissistic person because the parents make him feel useless. You can also become a narcissistic person, even as an adult, that you live with a narcissistic person and when you eventually, um, you also become a narcissistic, you are trying to cope with the person on the outside, you are also torturing other people. While you feel the pain, you also want to pour the pain out on another person. So the first thing you can do, the best thing you can do for yourself is to run. When you have someone who has a bit this behavior, run. Okay, run. 
Secondly, refer them to a counselor, a professional one. If you know any, refer them, tell them the problem. And of course, if you want them to take therapy, you have to let, you have to make them, convince them to take therapy. But you may not be in the best situation to make them take therapy if you are their victims. So the best solution I can give is to run. When you know a narcissistic person, run. Save yourself first. Yes, that's the um, best thing you could do for yourself. And I think that's the um, noble thing you can do for that person too. Okay, you might be like, oh, um, they'll feel lonely, blah, 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 and all that. It's better to leave them in isolation, leave them to themselves than being around them and letting them making you the victim. Because it's my interest that even if you get injured by a narcissistic person and you take the case to a court, you might eventually get blamed. Because the question I will be asked is, why did you stay with him? And a narcissistic person is manipulative. It would give 10 reasons why you are the problem and it's not the problem. 10 reasons. Narcissistic people lie. I forgot to say that. They, are, they lie a lot. They lie easily. They find it interesting to lie because they easily want to blame people. And it's very comfortable for them to do so because they don't want to pin themselves to anything at all. So they lie to make you take all the fall. So when you know people who exhibit this, it's better you save yourself and don't even try to live with them. That's the noblest thing you can do to yourself. Alright, so I'll be stopping here and um, perhaps when you listen to the podcast, you might have questions you can decide to ask and I would explain better. I think I'll be able to talk a little bit, this, no, a little bit, this is very little, a little bit about what narcissism means and who a narcissistic person is. And um, I hope if you are, if you are in any experience with any narcissistic person, you try to save yourself. Save yourself first. Okay, alright, so thanks for listening. Have been nice day. Starting the recording now. Started. Okay. Um, I am. This is Daud Mordia Mobola, and I have a special guest today. No, this is his channel. We are listening to it on his channel. <laughs> but he came to visit me, so yeah, special guest. So, Ibu Zakaria is here, the anchor of this podcast, and he wants us to record something. So, I got some topics, um, three topics from people, and we're going to be discussing those topics. And the first one is overcoming one's fear or building self-confidence. So, 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 first question is, what do you think about fear? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <clears throat> okay. Fear is, um, is a constant. I haven't seen anyone to prove me wrong. Yeah. And I haven't seen anyone to help me redefine it as a constant. It's a life's constant, and I believe it's something that cannot be changed. It can only be improved. Yeah, fear can be improved. You can improve the quality of your fear, hmm. as just like you can also um, embrace it and decrease the fear you feel. Hmm. Like when you are when when you are when you are scared about something, you want to do something, and you you have this fear within you. You have a lot of questions. You fear being criticized, you fear failing, you fear even trying. It's either you increase the quality of that fear by affirming to yourself that, oh, I can't do this, or people are going to criticize me. Is that affirmation? Yeah, it's affirmation. Wow. So there is negative affirmation. There is negative affirmation. It's an affirmation. You affirm it. Sometimes you you tell yourself, I just can't do it. When people tell themselves they can't do it, that's you improving the quality of your fear. That means you can't do it. It's obvious. Such person, at that moment, no matter how much talk you give to that person, that person will not be able to achieve it because that constance has increased. But that moment, if you, you, are, you are scared and you tell yourself that, oh, at least I'm going to try, 
way to do it. That's you embracing the fear and you are trying to do it together. So I believe fear is a constant. It's something that cannot be changed. We just have to work with it. Just like we fear a lot of things in our lives. When God created us, God did not create man with fear. So like we Relaxing. fear women. Yeah, we fear women, but we get yeah, married to I've them. I've heard of that before that we, we actually lacked fear. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like a normal thing that God puts in our minds to let us know that there is a greater being, there is something as a man that you have to fight against to be able to do anything you want to do. Yeah. So you said something about quality, quality of fear. Yeah. <laughs> you can increase the quality of yeah, fear. Yeah, yeah. You can that? increase the quality or decrease the quality of fear. Just like you can increase the quality or decrease the quality of love, you can increase the quality or decrease the quality of friendship. You can increase the quality of hunger or decrease the quality of hunger. I believe anything we feel can be increased. Just like when you are hungry, um, the, the moment you are thinking about the, the food you want to eat, you might be feeling a certain level of hunger. Yeah. But the moment you start thinking about the food you want to eat, the hunger increases. At that moment, it just becomes apparent that you get more hungrier. Yeah. And you, you'll be amazed that when you start eating, you might need to just eat a little portion for you to be filled up. But the hunger was increased due to the fact that you were thinking about the hunger. Yes. Now, the same thing about fear. When you think about it, that, oh, you identify that I'm afraid. I'm scared. I'm scared. But then, instead of working on the solution you're not thinking more of you the are fear. thinking more of the oh, fear oh i get it I you know there, it. there is what is called a phobophobia fear of fear <laughs> <laughs> fear of fear so oh. that's where you increase the quality of the fear but phobophobia. the moment you start thinking of well i'm scared but then well, i'm going I to can, try this yeah. at least i can try i can yes, do this yes, i should yes. be able to do and this actually that try. thing is actually something because there was a time i think when i first started doing debates i think my first debate I had that debate. I knew what I wanted to steal, but I was scared. Like I was fearful of fear. So like, like it's not like I know that I'm scared. But of me to like, oh, I can still do this thing. But I was much more scared because I'm scared. Like it was as if that ah, but what would I want to do? I'm not scared of like I'm scared though. I'm scared. Though. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. So that's the quality of yeah of fear. Wow, interesting. So, um, the person the person talked about building confidence. How can someone, can someone even build confidence? Yeah, you can build confidence. Confidence is not, I, I, um, different from fear, confidence is not a constant. Mm. Fear is a constant. Okay, confidence is not a constant. You have to build it. Alright, you have to build confidence. And your confidence level increases and decreases. Like, you can have an higher confidence level or a lower confidence level. Alright, so... Confidence can be built um, differently by different people in different ways. Like your level of confidence is determined by you as an individual. Your self-esteem. Your self-esteem as an individual. It's not defined by oh, is confidence blah blah blah. You yeah. know within yourself if you are truly yes. confident or not. Or not. So because um, in recent world we have fake confidence. We mm. have the um, what 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 should I call it? Should I say transparent confidence or as I as I do tell people, I, I call it um the there's this fake self-esteem people feel. Wow. Like you build it. It's like an it's like an imaginative ca um castle. Like you know, when you go to the beach and you build a castle, yes. you imagine it being a castle where there are princesses and princes. But then water water washes away. When there comes a great wave, it washes yeah. away. Yeah. 
that's where some people build their confidence that way. They mm. tell themselves um, that I'm great, I'm smart, I'm all this, blah, blah, I can do this, I can overcome this. But they are not sure. It's just affirmation of lies. Mm. That's where affirmation is complicated. Mm. And in one of my letters, I said affirmation is a scam. Wow. Yes, affirmation is a scam. It's all lies. If you affirm something and you don't believe in that thing you affirm, just like someone that says, I believe in God, but within, he's not sure. He still asks questions about certain things God did not make man see. You know, when you say you believe in something, that means you believe in the completeness of that yeah, thing. Yeah. So now you tell yourself, I'm smart. But in your mind, you see, really you still look shaky. at the mirror every time and be like, Am I really smart? Yeah, that's I'm not doubtful. sure I'm smart. Yes. So you are not sure of what you are farming, but you are just seeing the world. So that kind of person can come out in front of the world and stand on a stage and do things. But the moment the person is asked a question and thrown off the guard, Maybe you built your confidence a certain level, certain amount of knowledge, yeah. and you are thrown off the guard. You find yourself wanting, you find yourself lost, you find yourself drowning in fear because you are not sure. You've told yourself you are smart. If yeah. you've written it down, I'm but smart. I'm this, but you don't believe it. So, yeah. self confidence is one critical aspect of life that a lot of people get wrong. And they say a lot of people doing things online, and it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because um, when you ask some people questions, and I do this a lot. I, I give people excuse. Um, I, I, I give them excuse for the fact that many think, oh, this guy is um, like, is he knows a lot. So asking me something is like, or oh, how do I answer and all that. But regardless, I feel if someone should come to my dear inbox now and ask me a question, I'll tell you what I know. That's what confidence is. Yeah. But the moment you start doubting and you delete your status first, the thing you posted. Because you are not sure of what that person is saying. That means you are not confident in your confidence. Yeah. So that confidence is not strongly built. It's just um, like a transparent confidence that can be easily turned off. Yeah. When, so confidence, I believe, is built on a certain level of self-esteem, mm-hmm. self-love, um, self self-acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to have high self-esteem. You have to recognize yourself. So self-recognition, self-acknowledgement, self-esteem, all these are factors that affect your level of confidence. When you acknowledge yourself as a human, without expecting any acknowledgement from anyone, you don't expect any validation from anyone, you don't need someone to tell you that, hey, you are lonely, why is your life so lonely? But you know that you yes, are alone, but that doesn't make you lonely. Yes, I love being alone, thank yeah. you. So you have no say in my life. But the moment someone tells you you are lonely, I start going like, Maybe I'm truly lonely. Yeah. Someone tells you you are stupid, and you go, maybe I'm truly stupid. Mm. Mm. This person says I'm stupid. Maybe I am. Maybe this this person is correct. Okay. And you are not sure, and that doubt keeps coming. That means you don't really acknowledge yourself. You need someone yeah. to acknowledge you before you acknowledge yourself. You have to be confident in your confidence. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that post um, scenario, like. You might watch a motivational video or stuff. Then you have that. Uh, that's big. And you know, people can post something. Exactly. They have to like, you have to be like, eh, what did I write? What did I post? Is exactly. This so you start getting happens. scared of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why a lot of people don't. So there's fake lot. confidence. There's fake confidence. Wow. I've learned two fake things now. Fake confidence. I'm <laughs> fake. This thing. Wow, wow. Awesome. So. The person is so how can someone go about like building confidence and overcoming fear? Yeah, you cannot overcome fear. Yeah. So constant. What I used to say is that do it fearful, do it being scared. No, just that, do that it. Is, just do it. Do it being afraid. The, the fear will do always it. be there. That's what any great person will tell you anyway. Any great person. Anyone that tells you that you can overcome fear, I won't call them liars, I would say they don't understand what fear is about. Or 
those people you know, there's certain fear, those people certain are, stage yeah those people are the kind of like, they are the kind of people stage, they are the kind of people who tell people to build this kind of shield mm -hmm. against the fear of you so people will tell you that when you are, when you are scared you to turn back when you are again. scared close your eyes see yourself in paradise see yourself, no Visualization. Don't, yes, uh, it That's works. Actually, it works, but it works for a moment. Yes, you don't see yourself in paradise when it you know you are standing. You don't push the walk. When you know you are standing at the edge of a cliff, you are going to fall and die. Mm -hmm. You won't be in paradise. You are just going to fall and die. Yeah. But that moment, what you can visualize is see yourself standing there, then think of how you can come out of it. Just like um, the story of this Samson, when he was in the lion's den, he had to see the lion. He had to accept that he was facing a lion. Yeah, you have to accept your reality. When David was in front of the lion. Like going to light yourself and say, like, no, yes. in the next five years, I'm in this place. With your current reality and stuff, I yeah. have to work it together. Like, so when, David, when David was in front of Goliath, he saw Goliath for Goliath. And he believed that God would give him the power to conquer him. He did not see Goliath as David. He did not see Goliath as a short soldier. Yeah. And the interesting part is, I, I was reading in this book, um, the, the Power of Thinking Big. I've forgotten the author's name. I've one of the book. That book. So, the author wrote there, it said, after, after David killed Goliath, there were many David. Eventually, there were many David that killed Goliath. After David killed Goliath, there were now people who were not as tall as David who started killing Goliath because mm, he gave them, he that, gave them that, yeah, courage. that boost. Yeah. So they saw themselves for who they were. Mm. They did not see themselves as imagine yourself uh, as the tallest person in the room. Yeah, you are still short. You are still short. Yeah, and you killed But see Goliath. yourself as a short person who has the power. Yeah, don't even like you're holding yourself. a stone. Yes, yes. Believe that's when you get the real confidence from. But if you if you lie to yourself and tell yourself that this is this is who I am, or, or you envision yourself to be something really big. Like I, um, I was having a discussion with someone recently, and he posted on Instagram so a comment and said, a lot of people come today and they want to brand themselves. They call themselves um, the um, the copywriting rabbi, the copywriting lord, Kinikon King, Kinikon King. Copywriting priest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I responded, I was like, this could actually be true if only they understand that there is more to that name and it's not just about the name because the name is not common. Anyone can use it. Anyone yeah. now has Copywriting King. King. Yeah. Anyone now use it. So those kind of people, they use those words as affirmation. Which I don't believe in. To make themselves feel like, yeah, I'm that. Yes, yes. And you okay. are not. You are not. You, are, you will not be bothered about the name. Exactly, the name that's what the person says. You will not be bothered about, about the like, name. Like, I, I said, I'm Ibn Zakaria of Ibn Zakaria. That's my name. But that name carries power. It carries I'm essence. I'm DMO. Yeah, I'm not. It's, it it's carries essence, you get. Yeah. So, when you are building confidence, you need to recognize yourself. Princess of personal development. <laughs> Queen of growth. <laughs> yeah. Accept yourself for who you are. See yeah, yourself for who you are. And keep improving. And keep improving. You know, just like a child. When when a child is being taught to walk, the child is made to know that he can fall. Yeah. The child is not made to see that just walk you will not fall. They will tell you that you can fall. You yes. have the potential of falling. Get up. But get up. They still tell you regardless to crawl, try to walk. And then you take your first step, you fall down, you stand up again, you take your first step, you fall down. And then you see the wounds. Yeah. Then the next one you still wake up. You do with it. So continue. the first step is don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to if yourself. Don't, yourself don't, don't, you don't tell yourself that you are who you are not. Yes. For example, if I want to visualize now, maybe about my public speaking, I'll first say that okay, this is where I am currently. Exactly. I've done a lot of online webinars. I'll not say that okay, 
I've done like two physical. Now I want to focus more on physical. Then I will see myself talking to people. Not like I'm not standing. I've never done physical. I'm not saying I see one million people in front of me. Uh, yeah. Like you have to be real about it. You see so, one million in front of me, but you just embarrass yourself. Uh-huh, yeah. So don't don't lie to yourself and put in the work. That's just it. you know that put that that, that is your about not lying with to yourself. That's actually killed a lot of people potential. People that I know that a lot of people might still call them to event, but I will never call them because people post about what they are not. So when people invite them to speak at event, they go there and fumble, hmm. and they know that they fumble. Mm-hmm. That's if I'm, if I'm at that event, pets me. I will never, <laughs> I will never invite you to speak yeah. at my event because I've, I've done it before, but I will never ever invite that person again. Like if a friend right. told me, a friend told me about someone that he has this um, big profile on LinkedIn, so he was invited to speak at a very big event, and he got there. That it was only one man out of all the speakers that could share his experience because that man is abroad, he's older, he has experiences abroad. So it was one that could tell the right story. But this one, he had no story to tell. He only had portfolios to show them. And yeah. who cares about that? And he could not even talk properly. He could not and talk. people even and he did said a lot online. Yes, like, he said. My friend said that after the session, he saw the he saw that guy talking to his friend. That guy, I fumbled. That he knew that he fumbled. Hmm. He fumbled at that event. Now wow. such person would. Have pictures of that event and post online. Like, yes, now, I spoke to these event, people. Blah, blah, I did this. And I've spoken there. I shared but does this that, thing. Does, 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 does that mean? Yeah. You are what you say you have. Nothing about me is that I know that if they call me to any event, I will have something to say. Like if they ask me any question, I have a friend. She gave like in secondary school. She's not my friend. She's my classmate. If you ask this girl, what's the meaning of maybe civilization? She might not know the meaning. No, she will just come to the bus. She will first like civil. She will, not, she will not try to like explain what civil is, civilization, add this together. Like when you when you are reading and when you listen to stuff, you have you learn from different people's yes. experience. It's not like you just come, you know that you are not you don't have this amount of value and you want to share to people. So why are you lying to yourself? Instead of lying at the time you are using to write that portfolio, go and learn. Yes. Go and do learn. the actual learning. Learn. Go and listen, go and read, go and do stuff like plan. Like this thing, it should definitely show. No matter how you lie, I'm this and that and this. Oh yeah, do the main thing. Like, and you're about to say, I know do raw for. They make a deposit and that is it. But when it's time to do the cooking, exactly. oh yeah, cook it and let's eat that's it. it. But you like be talking. Ah, it's not supposed to cut the onions. I went to this place. I have this portfolio. Okay, do the actual thing now. Just for so don't lie to yourself. That's just the main stuff. Be real. Don't lie to yourself and do the main work. Learn, study, listen to people, and those things that you want to become. I know that people want to become confident because of maybe they want to do something. Yeah. So those that's that you want to become. Start practicing it. Practice. When I started like talking, it was when I was in primary school. I used to teach my younger sisters and everybody in the street. I would um, call them to my house. I'll teach them if I don't know mathematics. I'll teach them what I know. One plus one. I still know that it's true. <laughs> I'll teach them English, I'll teach them stuff. So that way I was building my public speaking skills. Then my daddy also helped me a lot. Every morning after praying, he used to give us lecture on um what's that book? Um that's I think Soy Boy. So he used to tell us stories every day. So the next day he will ask us to narrate the story the way that I never forgot those stories. Even if I'm those now, I'll still know what he's saying. So those things help me. So every morning I have a talk to give. Yeah. Like a like, even if your daddy is not asking you, your mom is not asking, do it yourself. Read something today, read the story or whatever it is. And then the next morning, ask yourself, what did I read? Look at yourself in the mirror and give the lecture. As far as it should not be smooth and everything. But when you like with time, 
you start you get the this thing and everything so start practicing don't just like to say that eh, i'm confident i've spoken i've done do the main work and see that yes i'm actually confident that's just it and fear you cannot overcome fear even me i'm still scared no, but no, you still fear, is, scared. fear is normal that's why yeah, I, I, say, I say i'll say I, something about I know people want to, at you any stage you find yourself in life yes now it's different the, stage different stage i categorize fear into some like i said there is fear of starting there's yeah. fear of being even after you become that thing, yes, you are scared now. of how am I going to hold this position. Yes, like now. I woke up this morning and I had to create content. I was very tired. I had places to go out like, oh well, today again I have to show. People know yeah. it is my, now my responsibility and I'm scared that what if tomorrow I don't have anything to say. That will push me. That fear now push me to want to do more because yeah. I don't want to fail. Okay. And there is fear of fear. growing. Growing. When you get to a st certain stage, you want to grow further. Yeah. Growth is constant. Everyone wants to grow. But then you are faced with the challenges. It's even tough. There's, when you already have the knowledge. Fear, um, there's no um, fear of like, am I growing too fast? Yes. Like, please, it should always be there. It's, at that point, at every there. point. It's not it's that, just important to know yourself. The mind that yes. you want to overcome it or yeah. you want to kill it. You have to know how to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. And relate it is your friend. Be friends with it and like, okay, fear you are here. Okay, what the, what do you want to do? <laughs> we have to do this thing. So Definitely. just so yeah, that's it about um self confidence. You can go and research much. We cannot talk about everything. So the second question is friendship. Knowing the right friends and maintaining a last a lasting relationship with them. Okay, I don't know if I'm if I'm the one to give the best advice on friendship because. I I take long, very long to make friends with people. Okay. Like it takes me as long as three years to befriend someone. Wow. I don't meet people. I'm not I'm not the kind of person to meet you and tell you, oh, be my friend. I I am this rather conservative person. I wait for you to come to me. And if you don't, I'm fine. I, I love being alone. I love my life that way. <laughs> but then we all need a little bit of sunshine. Yeah. We all need a little bit of someone who reminds us of how special we are, of how good we are, of how smart we are. Someone who pushes us and tells us this is what you should do, this is where you are, this is your ability. You don't see yourself as small and all that. But it's not so easy. It's different from for, for everyone. Yeah. There are that's people like my other sister makes friends easily. Yeah, she makes friends easily. Some of those friends turn against her and you know, girls. They would scratch each other's faces and all that because I, I remember when she was when, when she was in primary school the only person i can say till now that is our friend is our best friend who just got married recently mm. they were best friends for years they are best friends they became best friends in fact when they became best friends my mom did not want them to be friends because of the past experience she had with other girls eventually fights and everyone goes their separately because these two shared a certain bond a kind of bond that i always admired so when I got to secondary school, I, I, from childhood, I had a friend when I was when I was a child, when I was in primary school. I think I, I can't even remember his name, but I can still picture his face. Oh I know that if I meet him, I try to find him like two or three times. Whenever I go back to my alma mater, I try to find him. I could not. He was like my best friend. He understood me. I was this shy boy. Don't talk what is that you guys might meet now and you not like connected? Yes. He understood me and knew who I was and everything. Okay, so then, but well, I think I left the primary school when I was a primary school, so we lost something. Then when I got to my new school, I made friends with this other guy. Not that I made friends with him early. Now that I say it, it takes me so long to make friends. It was after like two years from primary two to primary four. It was until primary four. That's when we became friends. But our friendship did not really last a very long time. Like, we were best of friends. 
and I saw myself in him. People said we had the same handwriting. We used oh. the same pen. Big pen. Big pen. I don't like pen that I pen. Use. Big pen. We, we used to we, like we used to come to school together. We used um, to do our assignment together. We did almost everything together. So, and then so he also left. He left. So I was alone. And every time, you know, if I, if I was this. Um, Growing up, actually, I thought about it for some time. Maybe everyone I miss in my life will always leave me. Because then, I was very shy. I was intelligent, of course, very smart, but very, very, very super shy. So it was really difficult for me to... I, let, I could say I was social in it. So it takes someone who sees through me to actually recognize something within. So then I got to Prami 5. I met another friend, Yusuf. Well, the friendship wasn't, it was a bit close when we were in primary school. Like a group of boys, but I was like the only different one among them. So I always felt left out. Oh. So they were not really the kind of peers I wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. We did not really understand each other. They did not understand me. We did not zinc. Because I remember that whenever we go to ride bicycle after school every Friday, they would write, I would pay, but I could not write. Wow. <laughs> I could not ride a bicycle. So there was, and they, would watch, they would watch football. They would go fishing sometimes. I could not go. I had my own reservation. And, the, the phone that we were having was did not match my own kind of yeah, phone. Yeah. So it was really difficult for me to make friends mm-hmm. until I finished primary school and I got to secondary school, junior school. I knew, I, I could say I knew a lot of people, you know. Yeah. When we talk about real friendship, to me, it's, it's a very deep connection. So I can't just say, oh, I know this person, we've been together for five years, this person is my friend, we see each other every day. No. We may eat together every day, come to my house, give me a hand. If you call me your best friend, I will reject you. If you call me your friend, my friend, I will reject you. Because there is more meaning to it. Yeah. There is more meaning to friendship than what people define friendship as. It's a connection between two individuals who share certain values, yeah. respect each other, love each other, and are always there for each other. So, when I got to secondary school, it was still very difficult for me to make real friends. I knew people. I knew people, but I was just there. I and I was okay being alone. I was just there. I got to JS3. Senior school then Tawit came along. <laughs> he came along. And interestingly, we like we started becoming close when we were in um SS1 because we were in the same class. But that closeness wasn't really there. It was like this closeness of was always looking for my trouble. <laughs> there was not really anything to connect us mm. at, at that time though. so I, had, I I actually made friends with these two girls they are still friends two girls that were at the regular they because they were like me they were like me lone and people did not understand that people misunderstood them they lived in a different world they lived in mm. a novel so I don't know how I started talking uh, but I'm this kind of person if I want something even if I'm not going to meet that thing as long as I have that orientation, mm-hmm. I want this thing. It tends to happen. Like the force of nature kind of bring that thing to me. And there will just be that connection, there will be that spark, and everything is going to fall into place. So I don't know how we became friends. I think we had the same interest in English. We were very good in English, very good. So in the English class, we used to answer questions or be questions of the controversies, and then we started talking. The English teacher liked the three of us. We started talking, and the connection, we built the connection, and it took me very long to understand it too, like a year. Because then I was trying to open up. So I would say some things and get offended. So it was really tough. But they were the kind that, even if I offended them, then I did not know how to say sorry. 
Hmm. As I tell you, someone, I never knew how to apologize. Yeah, I used to say that I'm not the kind of guy to apologize, and I don't think I will never be able to apologize. Why would I apologize? I believe I was always right. So, but they would always come back. These people always come back. We we'll fight. They will come back. We we'll fight. They will come back. And hmm. they, they, the kind of you, anyone can just come and insult. They protect me jealously in a kind of way that well, I think I found my soul sisters. <laughs> so the friendship became, we became even more close. We went to class together, we did things together. They, they came to my house, they used to come to my house. So, so they were, we had a lot to talk about. Books to read, we share a lot yeah. of things. There we was had the same interests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had the same interests and we respected each other. Yeah. That was one thing I learned from them, respect. Mm. That in friendship, you respect each other. You don't yes. insult each other. Yes. If your friend doesn't like it, you don't use that word. Yes, yes. So it's like an unstated rule. So and I understood that. So with time, I adapted that. Oh, you see Rashid, people were like, where are your twin sisters? <laughs> we were like triplets. So anywhere, we are always together. We are always together. So people, we, we even sat together on Telesa Street. But then, came Tawhid, and as we grew, we had similar interests and things in leadership. So um, I was appointed the Amir then in MSS when I was in SS2 going to SS3. Tawid was appointed my advice. I actually recommended it because it was the only one I thought. We had a lot of differences then, but it was the only one I thought is smart enough to match my level of intelligence. Wow. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, nice. I, think I was the only I was the only one. I was the only leader then, given the privilege to select my own deputy. Uh, if Tawid is going to work, if anyone is going to work with me, I want someone. That's going to match my level of yeah, intelligence. Even the Amira, I, I, this person, I want this person to be the Amira. She's going to match my level of intelligence. So, I chose him, and he was always there. It was even amazing the bond, how we grew, how we became closer because it was always understanding. Yeah. And I stood almost everything without me talking. That we had like an uncertain rules between us. That if you are not here, I must be there. Wow. So whenever I'm not in a place, it's always there. So if I ask. What happened in the mosque? Oh, I was not able to come to the mosque. Oh, the Nebul Amir was there. It was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And it was like this little man with um, big presence. <laughs> Whenever he's in a place, you feel his presence. He had that authority. He had that power. He had that control of people. He knew himself and he used his power to control people. He, he showed me that you don't need to be very big before you became. Yeah. yeah. So that made me have more interest in him and we became close. So, and so whenever people saw like, if you see him, if you see Rashid, you see Tawid. If you don't see Tawid, I see Rashid, something is wrong. <laughs> you must see the both of them. Together. So it was like the first real person yeah. I had this connection with, like, yeah. this person knows me. This person understands how I feel. Even when I don't say I'm stressed, he knows. Yeah. He understands, like, that's connection. So I can say, as I say, I may not be the right person to talk about it, but I can say that I feel like sometimes... Just like you meeting your soulmate, friendship is also like that. Hmm. If it is called friendship, it's like you are meeting your soulmate, someone that when you see the person, you just know that you may not know easily, you may not identify it easily, but something will just happen and you see that this is the person, this is my best friend for life. Hmm. So that I think that was what happened between the both of us, and we understood each other. He was always there for me. If there is trouble, he senses, he always senses, he always senses it, and I would know. We are calling Tawid. Anywhere we are going together, I was always there. Mm. We could easily swap places, and I felt confidence in him that 
I'm not there. He's going to stand in for me. He's not there. I'm going to stand in for for him. Mm-hmm. And like that, we're able to train a lot of people, do a lot of things together, achieve achieve a lot of things together. Friends should be able to fight battles with you. Yeah. He was always there with me when we faced challenges, teachers' rats, questions, students. He was always there because the challenges was quite quite huge. But he was always there. like I can say till now, every challenge that I've been through in my life, he was always there. Wow. Like, he has always been there. There's, That's there's, awesome. there's someone I can easily call and tell that. Even without telling him something is wrong, he could easily tell. So I'd say when choosing a friend, it takes time. If you are using my method, take your time. Mm-hmm. It's like you are choosing a wife. Take your time. Choose someone who matches your level of intelligence. I I admire this a lot. I respect myself for that a lot. If I want to befriend you, you must match my level of intelligence. Not that you must be as intelligent as I am. Or I must be as intelligent as you are. You might be more intelligent than I am. That's what you should bring to the table. Exactly, but you must you to contribute. Go with me. Yeah. Like I'm having a discussion and my friend is just nodding. You can't say anything. <laughs> or we go to the room together. We are sitting at the same table with people. I and you are just there. Just like I can't marry someone who doesn't match my level of intelligence. A yeah. wife I cannot sit with at home and you know, so that same way I can't have a friend who who cannot be on the same reason level. So I'm saying something should be a step ahead of me. That's what it means. That I so I respect that. I respect someone that respects you, that respects your value, respects your parents. Very key. We don't value that in this generation anymore. Hmm. Friendship. Friends should respect each other's parents. Hmm. Yeah, I consider all those factors. I, I, I I'm always proud of this that anyone in my life, if you are someone I know in my life, my family will know you. Hmm. My parents know you. They know you. I talk about I will talk about you. If I don't talk about you at home, you are not relevant. If my, if my parents cannot say, ah, small Lily, like, ah, Romani, if they cannot tell that difference, that means you don't, she knows you don't have a position in my life. <laughs> I, talked about, I talk about everybody. Yeah. So after then, after this, I, I, I made a lot of friends to other friends that they are a great part of my life. They too, they took long process. Like some I met before I finished secondary school, but we became friends a year after. Secondary school. After we've had a lot of discussion, mm-hmm. a lot of argument, a lot of things, we've compared our intellect, then we became friends like that. So I can categorically say that if I'm to count the people in my life, I have four, five, or five friends. Mm-hmm. When I tell people, like, are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm very sure, 100% sure. I have five friends, I can name them. Like, and when I say friends, they're like soulmates, they all have their positions in my life. Yeah. That means I don't just make friends with anybody. If I don't call you my friend, if you are not close to me, if I cannot, if I don't, if I cannot come to you for something very intimate and tell you, you are not my friend, you must have something you contribute to my life. Yeah. That because I can easily meet anyone. If I want to cheese, I can meet anyone for a cheese. If I cannot call you in the middle of the night and we cannot talk till like three a.m., <laughs> you are not qualified to be my friend. No, I remember a, a scenario where I called my friend one time and we spoke from eight p.m. at night. We talked till two a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And we continue discussion in the morning again. I was having some issues there. I needed someone to talk to. So, and he had to drop everything he was doing to talk to me. Wow. That's friendship. I have friends who, if they don't hear from me in a day, I'm worried. Manny used to, he used to do the strong guy, strong guy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like the girl among them. He's all, he, he would always be worried. If I don't show, if he doesn't see me in two days, he would always be worried. He would tell everyone, hey, guy, this guy don't show. <laughs> Will I say this guy nowhere? You know, so we share a kind of bond and it's amazing. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. So you've mentioned two friends. Mani, Yes, Tawid. Mani, Tawhid, I have Walker. I call him a farmer. 
I have Abukowi, I have um, Abdelatif, my friend who stu studies medicine in Oyeyu. So those are the people in my life who I can say, yeah, my friend. Yeah, and yeah, friends. I'm trying to ask someone to the list, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I told him, maybe you'll join the list soon. Jesus, I'm trying to add him to the list. He's been, he's been a great guy too since we met. And I think our relationship has evolved since then. So I'm trying to add him to the list. I've not fully added him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's good. Well, for me, I don't know. For me, it's kind of different, Sha. <laughs> like you said, I agree with the fact that our friends are like soulmates. Like, but it's not easy to find all the attributes in one person. Yeah. That's just it. For me, for all of that it takes a lot of time to become my friend. If I say that you are like our level of this thing matches, energy and everything is fine. I might not say that let's be friends, but I'll just be looking at you. But if I shall talk. I will respond to you like Mr. You know, okay, I'm interested in you. But <laughs> the friends I have in my life, well I have a friend that this side of like she doesn't know about my business part or stuff that I do online, but we're still very, very good friends. We just talk about our own life. Like our own life is based on the relationship. <laughs> not my own life, just half of my life. And the other half is not like kind of relatable to her. She cannot relate to you, but we're still very, very good friends. But yeah, respect is very important in friendship. You guys have to respect each other, respect your parents, and also when you are picking a friend, yeah, pick someone that that their their value aligns with your value. Though I've been friends with someone for like almost five years, and our value are very very different. But not everybody is not like me. So people are like they are very very influencing. Like you can influence them, but I'm not that kind of person. So I was able to relate with her because I'm more easily influenced. So whatever it is that she's doing, there is a kind of whoever I want to be friends, they that's we we have to have a like midpoint. Like, okay, what are we like? What's the certain what's the center point that connects us together to be friends? So there have to be that thing. And yeah, you have to pick someone that aligns with your value. Don't be like me. <laughs> Doesn't affect me. But don't be like me. I can I can actually be friends with that like we are doing opposite things. It does not matter to me, but as far as there's a certain point, it might be which I mean, maybe it's kindness or just like just one thing that has the certain point that okay, this is where we connect together. So it's it's cool to have a friend that you can rant to about everything, life, religion, relationship, growth, business. But it is not that like easy. It is real. Yeah, but easy. this is but to me, I'm not lucky in that aspect. So I'm always having a friend. Like I have a business friend. <laughs> I have a relationship friend, I have a this friend, I have a that friend. So I have different friends for different things. But I think my friends are not even up to theory. <laughs> so just theory. So that's just it. So when you are picking a friend, you have said everything. Shall just look for someone that aligns with your value, someone that you can connect with. For me, you must have a certain point. Like, okay, what is connecting us together? I don't like I'm just like a lot of people have asked me that a lot of times that let's be friends. I just ask them, okay, tell me about yourself. I will know anything that no, no, I cannot be friends with this person. They only can I be, I'll, I'll just ask them, tell me about yourself. And with your response, I'll be like, no, 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 I cannot be friends with you. But anyway, I'll just be like, but I think I've, all people that have told me, let's be friends. I've never been friends with any one of them. Like, it's either our energy is not, because I don't like something. When people get over familiar with me, like too soon. We're just yeah. talking for like one week. You're only calling me baby. You're yeah, only calling like me that. dear. Right. Like, where is this coming from? So whenever you do that, now I have a counter attack. Like, I'll just be, I'll just have this shield. Like, no, I can never be friends with you. We must first respect each other. 
to a certain level like okay this respect is there then okay after that okay can we be friends can we rant can i call you can i call you fish <laughs> can i call you big head so i want this time to get serious again you can get serious when it's time to talk about anything you can talk about anything that's just well so that i i found a friend in my mentor because there's nothing i cannot talk to him about everything i can talk to him about though we don't talk every day but when we talk like it's still like solid then i have my other friend that she knows about us part of my life and not the other part though she knows that i'm i'm an accountability coach i'm this and that but she does not really really like that's not her interest it's not her, she has her own interest her own life is just the normal um, go to school, go to uni and stuff. But my own life is very, very, very but we still have a connecting point. We have something that like okay, we can relate at this level. There's something that's connecting us together. So that's just it's just no like your friends has to be kind as well. Yeah. I'm big on kindness. You have to be, I, think it's, it's... I have a friend, like she she she's meant to be my longest friend, like childhood friend since childhood, like but I cut off the relationship because she was stingy. So I'm very very big on kindness. I'm very very big on kindness. Like we are friends. Like little things should like I, I should be able to do this thing for you. Should be able to do this thing for me. But when you're a friend, friendship is giving. Like it's just like a relationship. It's yeah. give and take. It's giving. It's not only about you. It's about the both of us. What are we giving each other? Is that value, money, growth, advice, anything? But you have to be able to give. Not like you just want to take and take and take and you don't. So I. Like I, I call off relationships, even friendship. I break up with friends. So <laughs> I'm very big on you have to be kind. You have to. I'm big on intelligence as well. But if you don't have it and you still have something that still connect us together, I can still come down to your level and say, okay, we can still be friends. I'll not just, I'll know what to talk about around you. I'll not talk about something that you just be looking at me like off point. So we have to have that connecting point. That's just my own part of friendship. Have the connecting point. You can have friends for different aspects of life. You can have a friend for business. You can and if you find everything in one person, then yeah. that's amazing. So you can say that okay, I have this one friend that is everything or she's everything that I want in a friend. So that's just it. So the person asks again that how to maintain friendship, a maintain a lasting relationship with friends. How? How to maintain a lasting relationship? Well, from my experience, just um understand each other respect all the emphasis on that respect each other and now if i'm to advise this generation though i i i, I know i'm a gen z but then i would say <laughs> i'm that kind of gen z with a with a with a gen x or gen y blood millennium blood yeah because the experiences i have the things i've seen the people i've met with and while growing up this i forgot to say whenever i go out i sit with grown up people so I could say I have just like you said, you could have business friends and all that. Yeah. I have people who are like teachers to me, but then we are close to some level. Like we share some things. They could tell me things. They tell me things and I could tell them things too. So we share certain level of relationship. And I could maintain the relationship because I respect them a lot. I respect the fact that they're older than I am. You know? yeah. I respect the fact that they have insight, they know what I don't know. And they respect the fact that I'm young, but at the same time smart and intelligent. Yeah. And I I I God bless me to provide solutions to certain problems. So they rather trust in me than meeting someone of their age who doesn't have that mm. level of intelligence. So respect each other, know each other's value, improve yourself. When you improve yourself, people cherish you a lot. People want to be around you. You know, it's it's something amazing. I always say that 
you walking on the street and like I was telling Manny, uh, ah, like you don't know you are popular. I tell you is now is you are going places. Yeah. I, I know if I enter last week now and I see someone wearing ten, I would try that. Oh, I'm that's, the one my that design, yeah, that's my friend's brand. I design. I even designed it. Is anybody let's see? I'm wearing Ted with that's that's my friend, a very good friend. And when when oh um, he, he told me something, Manny told me something recently. He was like um in his class, some people were discussing and they were talking about me. And he said, Ah, that boy, I know him, even Zakaria, you know, like, <laughs> like do you know Zakaria? He said, Yes, uh, someone that we eat together almost every time. <laughs> and that's kind of made me very happy that it it was like, yeah, and you know, that kind of thing made me feel important, made me feel happy that I am friends with people that have name. Yeah. I'm friends with people that when we go places, we are like a clique. People identify us with something, with something yeah. important. Another friend of mine who is in learning now, people know him, he's a data scientist. People know him, a lot of people know him. It is a, he's a part in the um, data science world. And it's kind of making it interesting. So make friends with people who grow. I, it's, it's part of um, something, it's, it's for my inner cycle actually. It's, when you are growing, build celebrities. It's fine to want to be a celebrity. You cannot be a celebrity and be friends with someone who does not have a name. Yeah. I always say this. When you look at the celebrities, there are some of them who went to school together. They were friends. For example, Simi, Kiki, Bimba Ademoye. Um, no, no, not really Bimba Ademoye. Simi, Kiki, there's this other person who very, very close friends. Like, they kind of grew up together. Uh, I was actually talking about kind of clique, the celebrity clique. So uh -huh. Kiki, I remember Kiki um, was Simi yeah. and some other people like that. I can't remember. There are popular celebrities who are quite close. That when 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 one of them is doing something, the other will be there. Yeah. Like they've grown together yeah, with sure. time. Sure. They've grown together with time. They know each other. In fact, you see many of the celebrities when they are doing anything. There are some of them who. The clique is different from the general group. Yeah. Like they have a long line of history together. They have where they are coming from. So there's that connection. And when you are doing something, there are some people that you need that you don't need to pay them. Mm -hmm. You've already paid them in service. Yes, I You've been exactly. together. You can easily invite them to do something that you need to pay millions for. They can easily do it for you for free. Like that, yes. So it's it's kind of make things easy. It makes service. So when you um that's I I feel like when you are trying to maintain um, your friendship, just know the kind of people you are dealing with. Know yourself. Yeah. Be valuable. Grow. Yes. With so. time. Don't be stagnant. Don't be stagnant. Because I know people who I've known five years ago and they are still there. Hmm. They are still the same way they are. Yeah. A senior man said something before um, I left secondary school. He said that um, when, when he left and went to the university and he came around, he said that. He went to his primary school, he saw some of the teachers who taught him in primary school, they are still there. Oh. That many of them, that's how you see, the, what, the only thing they can brag about is, oh, I taught that yes. boy when he was in yes. primary school. Yes. Okay. And that you become professors. Quality, and yes. then when you become professors, they cannot brag about They can only brag about it in their community. They cannot brag about it in yes. what classroom. Yeah. Because they have to call you sir now. They have to call you prof. Especially when, um, maybe when they now decide to go further, they have to come learn under you. Mm. Or you have a big name. They can't really use that influence. That influence will not be strong yeah. anymore. But like, a lot of people don't think that way. I, I feel it is when you grow, when you reach a, le a certain level of growth, that people will be able to draw you up. Yeah. People will be able to look down and say like, oh, I know that we, we, we go far way back. back. We go yeah. way back. But if you are stagnant and you are not moving, 
people eventually leave you and move forward and not look back. I have people who come to me like like you will say building your shaking. I just think like I don't feel guilty. Because there's nothing we want to talk about. Yes, exactly. We don't have anything like, to that makes us relatable. We don't have anything that we don't have anything in common. So what was that talk about? I've moved on. I've met people, a lot of people that are better than I am, that I can learn from. A lot of people that we've grown together. So I'm sorry. There's nothing I want to gain from you. So exactly. there's nothing to be pained about like mm-hmm. you know, okay, we're very careful. Assuming you've also grown, then I heard of something to connect us, but there's nothing. So when you grow, I believe people will respect you, people will value you and friends will never want to leave you. Yes. They know what they are going to lose if they leave you. Yes. And don't be scared of breaking up with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. If... I I because if your value is there is not aligning, there's nothing connecting you together. Like I connected with um my primary school friends. Was it not like last month? We even did video for the video and talking. I'm just like I have to just like come down to their this. I'm just like like to them now we are friends but me we are, we are classmates like i can never call them my friends so even people even they use the term friendship wrongly like if you are talking to someone the person is already your friend no we have acquaintances we have co-workers we have colleagues we have neighbors so they, they cannot even say this is my neighbor they say ah, this is my friend how is the person your friend this is just my neighbor so when you want to like no how to use the term friendship like the way people use it Sometimes it's very very anybody that talks to me so like this, even to this person, this is my friend. This is my friend. No like know who the person is exactly. Is this an is this just one I just talk to day to day? Go and Google search it so that you know the time to give people in your life. Not everybody is your friend. Friendship is actually good. Yeah. It's very, 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 very good. But it is it is not a must as well to have friends. Don't think that because like my elder sister, she doesn't have one single friend like this. So don't think that because you don't have friends, your life is bad or you are bad or you are stagnant. It's not a must to have friends. If you are okay living your life on your own, it's not a must. As far as you can navigate things, but you definitely need someone to talk to. That one is a must. So you have to have those people that you can talk to, but it's not a must to have like bestie, but if you have it, it's fine. It's not bad as well. Just know what you are doing. And to maintain friendship as well, boundaries. Yes. Like there is boundaries in relationship. There are stuff that you can talk about, and there's not like you don't even need to communicate it. You know, like, I, I cannot listen to this person. Like this is who this person. My friends they know me, and I know they're like I cannot say this thing. Or even about to say there will be a way I'm going to say like respectfully. Like I want to say this thing. No, like I know this this thing. No, so you have to talk to them with respect as well. So like you, you have to know to the boundaries. I don't because our friends so I not start talking anyhow. Though there are moments to joke and play, but some people do. That's why that's why I don't like accepting people's requests on be my friend. They feel like once they're your friend, they can start disrespecting you. They can start talking to you anyhow and stuff like that. So those things. There are, like, no, there, there are even some people that they have this um. Should I call it brother zone? Type of you guys. No, they just come to the like. I, I, I tell them, I tell some, don't call me bro, don't call me bro, I'm not your bro. Yes, so. You know, you is any, I'm you not your them, bro. Bro, bro I've been following your podcast <laughs> I don't say you are doing amazing work. Guy, I'm not your bro, don't call me bro, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Our sub just come like, I want us to be friends. The first question I ask is why? Hmm. Why should we be friends? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just see someone as I want, I can learn from it. If you want to learn from it, then 
That's there's not another relationship that we can be. You can be my yeah, student. You can be my student. Like, I can teach you. Too. Yes. You can be content, my mentee. But not necessarily my friend. friend. You know, no, people who have this notion of if I'm friends with him, I will have all the advantages. Yeah, I can get this. You can get, your, you can get access your to your course, your stuff. I, but it's not like that. Like, Someone like once wanted to do it to me in the past. He, he came with the friend zone stuff. I, I kind of rejected him too. But see, will still come and ask me professional questions and expect me to give out the information for free. Mm-hmm. So I tell you that guy, I'm sorry, I'm busy than you just coming to my day and asking questions. Yeah. You want me to give you answers. You have to pay for consultation if you want me to yeah, answer. Yeah, people you. use friendship so don't just come as to a you. disguise. Especially if, if you are someone that's valuable. They want to enter you through that. Even my friend, interestingly, I always say that people who respect you, people who are your friends, respect the value you possess. Yes. They they don't request things for you for free. I I like I find it awkward to ask my friends something for free, like a course or help you do something. I do it for me for free. I find it really awkward unless we have something we want to exchange. Okay, I really find it awkward. And my friends, the kind of friends I have, I kind of act. even if I eventually say I will do this thing for free, they don't ask me. Like my friend, when he wanted to design his brand, I charged him. I charged him well. And I tell you, but I made sure I went through all the professional stress with him, the business planning and everything. I made sure I went through every stress with him, but I got, my, I collected my money, and it's my friend, very good friend. No, that's how it is. Yeah, well, so, me personally, there are some people that even even if they're not my friends, that's why I feel like we've we have this relationship that there's no need for monetary benefit anymore. Like I might say that okay, maybe. Maybe like I one of my coach she messaged me um different that she she was asking that was my consultation fee. I'm like you don't need to ask me that question like at at, at our season at our level I cannot charge you for that. But if it's like okay you want to join my coaching and so I can say okay this is the amount this and this and that. But people that like you mentioned that it's all you've built with them with service that they don't need to call. Like people other people pay huge amount of money for like. So- do for me like Mr. Lubori, Elif Shai, like those you know you have to pay them this certain amount of money. But what's the relationship that you guys have? Like though there's some like you are still going to pay for some things, but that's not like that they'll just do it for you and be like wow I was not expecting this. So I just like that that we've passed that stage of like yeah. you want to do something, I want to do something. Though you have to be you have to be vigilant. That's just it. You have to uh, you have to be able to discern like who is here for real relationship. I always just yes to just come and to, don't they just want to get close to you. Just know about your life. They just want, they just want all the information and details about you, and they should just get out. And that that thing is is very so you have to be able to know that okay. But this person wants true friendship. Like there was a lady that she said she wanted to be my friend. I asked for her picture, I asked her for stuff, her background and stuff. I know she was talking. Everything she's saying, she saw that she puts the blame of her life on that person. That's what I hate most. Like take responsibility for your life. And when she, when she was saying those things, she was talking about her family. I'm like, no, we can never be friends. Mm-mm. Like we can, you have to be someone that you are. That's why I said that we, we need to have a connecting point. That's why I said she does. She knows only about half of my life. She also has another thing again. Mistake that people make in friendship. I made that mistake before. Is that I felt like I can only be friends with people that are like me, like people that are like me intelligently, like my value. Everything is hundred, 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 hundred. But I now realize that it's not necessarily with those kind of people. You can still be friends with opposites or people that don't like. They don't understand what you are doing, but they still have yeah. what they are doing in their own life. So I try to like maybe like try to like okay, tell my friends to read the book, 
take this course, but she's not that kind of person. So you have to see them for who they are. Like this person is actually valuable. This person is can actually come. So you have to know that you don't force. You don't like you don't want to force yourself like you don't want them to become who you are uh-huh. though you want your friends to grow with you but you know that their growth is kind of different from the way you see growth it's right from the way they see growth so you have to leave them and let them grow in their own way as long as they are sharp growing you know that okay this person is growing so i don't see that thing as well like so don't don't just say that because this person is not like me and you want to look at them like this person does not know anything just calm down and look at them because that i made that mistake a long time ago i'll just look at people and just be like nah they cannot be friends but when you look at them you see that they are also valuable but in their own way so our definition of value is just different and growth but they also know what they are doing so you can don't 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 say that you want to turn them like you or you want them to read like you take courses watch video do this do that so just leave them they have their own way that they grow <laughs> so just study their own way of growth and stuff like that Sha. so that's just it about i mean you have another to say about friendship mm-hmm. so another question is peer group as a major part of influence among teenagers okay so they were calling us six minutes more so i said that peer group of well gen z teenagers they are in trouble yes they are in trouble <laughs> yeah they, they think they are smart they think they are smart but they are the dumbest creatures on earth wow yeah they don't cats smart, are smarter than them they are smart people no, like they are doing wonders yes yes we have but see there's this thing i came to realize um while growing up as an adult i realized that as teenagers, mm-hmm. you are not smart. You can be intelligent, okay? You can be brilliant, but you can never smart because you think you know a lot of things. But then life eats you, and boom, you have the orientation of a baby yeah. because you expect that all those knowledge you think you have, you have them in theory. You don't have the practical things. So when it happens, and someone is telling you that this is how you should do, this is what I did when it happened to me, you quickly follow that person because you believe that's the answer you need at that moment. So you are easily influenced as a teenager. Even if you claim you do, you don't get easily influenced. I claim that I don't get easily influenced. I was influenced. I was influenced by people. Even when I claimed I was, you know, it won't really show. Even if you claim you don't get easily influenced, little by little, you just see yourself drawing towards that thing you said you could never do. Because you have this um, this thing as a teenager to easily build up habits and to easily dump habits. Mm. So the thing creeps in, the emotions creeps in. Even a teenager that claims to, I don't know if you've seen this movie Wednesday. No, I have by yeah. So my even a teenager that claims to be like I'm um, unique and blah blah. You know, you can just be alone and those emotions start creeping in. You can decide to hide it and everything, but it will still affect your life. So, as a teenager, you can be influenced by a lot of things. You can easily get influenced by the good and the bad. So, it all comes back to you, going back to your parents. If your parents teach you home manners, hold on to their home training. Yeah, home training is Hold on to their home training and live your life by it. So that when people tell you things, I, I, I could say that... Well, we should have intelligent parents. I believe this generation would grow up to be intelligent parents. When our, our kids come back to us, tell us that, oh, Dad, Mom, this is what the friend says. You'll be able to tell that, oh, no, that's not what you do. Your friend is still young. This is what you should have done, blah, blah. Yeah. This is what I believe his own parents will not tell him to do that. You get that kind of thing. But because there is no rapport between most parents and children, 
parents think that teenage children don't need to be talked to teenage children think they don't need to talk to their parents hmm. think their parents hate them so That's everyone true. decides their own life and things turn into chaos yeah. so a teenager might even make a great decision a very great decision and that decision might be great but will go against some principles mm -hmm. like some moral principles, principles or yeah. some family ethics Yes. But it's easier for a rebel. Like, eh, what does family ethics have to do with my life? But it might have a lot to do. It's even even if you don't does, see it. not might. It does. Even if the family ethic is not a bad thing, or even if what you are doing is not a bad thing, and your family ethics say you should not do it. Yeah. So that peer pressure, just go. Back. I think the best advice I can give is go back to the source. Go back to where you are coming from. Exactly. Go my own is that I have a strong reason. Your morals, yes. like, be firm. Like I said, I don't get influenced except I want to. I don't get influenced by anything except I want to. Like I have a friend that we've been friends for like eight years. Everything that she does, I can never and I've never done it. Even we are very very close. She she can see my house for like two months. I never does what she does. And we're friends, so I don't get influenced. This is just the secret. Just your value. You know the strong reason why. The why because people they don't. They just know that ah, mom says I should not go to club, I should not drink. They don't know the reason why behind it, so they can easily like break that rule. But when you know the reason behind it, you can stand firmly. So just know the reason why behind your morals. So when you know it, you know that this thing. If someone that does not know their value, how would they matter again peer influence or peer pressure? So you have to first of all know your values that okay, this does not align my value and stuff and stuff and stuff. That's just it with peer. Peer pressure, be peer yeah. influence, or whatever, whatever. This <laughs> that's <my> friends, <laughs> okay. The, the limit is one hour, right? Yeah. Okay, so guys, one hour of talking. Well, I believe we learn one or two things. Sha, can they comment on it? Yes, they can so comment. yeah, whatever. If you have any question, comment is going to respond to you. <laughs> and whatever you learned from it, let us know and share with your friends and family. And do more research, don't stay with what we just told you. Do more research, be curious, and learn more about. So, we like to say thank you, me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, um, all right. So, guys, that's it.